1: John and this is six degrees of Schwarzenegger the podcast where we take a long hard look back at some of our favorite action
0: movies from the era of Arnold Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and we're breaking them all the way down
1: Dear friends, dear listeners,
0: hello, Andrew and John. Andrew Andrew Miller. Hey there. Andrew Miller, live on tape from Houston. (laughs)
2: Live on
1: tape.
0: (laughs) Welcome back, my friend. Thank you. Thanks again for having me. We're so glad that you're with us. It's always fun to have uh, an expert perspective where Kevin and I are deficient we're novices yeah uh we're mere bad ones this has been fun uh it's been a blast talking about a movie yes. that, that i was not familiar with i feel like we're picking up steam as well on the plot yeah of the well, movie here. and it
2: it would be about right if you say that i'm an expert in this for it to be that my expertise is in something this stupid but
1: um, <laughs> i'm gonna take it no 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 my expertise is karate kid universe Ooh. um what else am i most versed in
0: Uh, Probably Indiana Jones.
1: Indiana Jones, yeah, big fan. I can't touch John on his Star Wars knowledge, man.
0: uh, Yeah, I'm a Star Wars and Lord of the Rings guy myself. Yeah, you are. Just it's always kind of been. What are What are we all drinking? Oh, good question, Andrew. What are you drinking?
2: Uh, I am drinking Fernet and Coke, the national drink of Argentina, with Coke from the United States and Fernet from Italy, obviously, um, to celebrate. (laughs) To celebrate Christopher Lambert being um, Scottish through France, through who knows
0: where by way of by so, way of, by way uh, of Little Neck in Switzerland. Switzerland. <laughs> He's a man of the world. Yeah, that, it's true, truly, truly. <laughs> what are we drinking? Jack? We're drinking. We're drinking Balvenie Double Wood mm, Scotch. Yes, Scotch single malt Scotch whiskey. Yeah, that they that they age in. I can't remember what the casks are. One of them's. Oh.
2: Uh, Is that the one they make with the quickening?
0: I yeah, think they do. They had a dash of quickening. It's. I think that they they do. It's a peat, um, barley, barley, yeah, and quickening. <laughs> a healthy dash of
1: quickening. It also goes through
2: like a quickening process, it. I assume.
1: It, did, it totally does. That's when they shake the barrel a
0: little bit. That's where the alcohol comes. They hit from. <laughs> it, They hit
2: it with some blue lightning, and it's good to go.
0: <laughs> they zap it. They it zap that's how. It. That's how they. Um. That, I mean, that's how you age something quickly. But this is a tasty, tasty scotch it in is. honor it's of the Highlander. It's a movie maybe undeserving of a good scotch. <laughs> no, it's really
1: not. It should be like the dog this shit. This should be
0: like some Cuddy Sark or some, <laughs> some blended shit that costs $20 a bottle. But oh, man. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Balvaney's a good scotch. This is a good movie. It's a lot of fun to talk about. Um, Absolutely. It was a blast to watch. Um, lots of people in it that I love. Some people in it that I'm indifferent about. We're glad you're all with us. Yes,
1: thanks on for this coming fine, back. fine uh,
0: evening or day or morning or whatever time it is. Yeah, wherever you're in you are. Indonesia, it's probably morning now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, again, thanks to Andrew for for being our guide on this movie and for recommending it to us for the treatment because it has been a blast. So I'll try yeah. to bring
1: us up to speed a little bit. Uh, we got this Scotsman named Connor McLeod. He's found out that he's an immortal. What? Um, yeah, Mom. He's, he's taking his first step into a larger
0: world. Ben, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> you mean old Ben Kenobi? <laughs>
1: old Ben? I don't know any Obi-Wan. Sort of a strange hermit. <laughs> <laughs> that man, is, he's nothing but a crazy old wizard. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's so um, good. So many yeah, ties to So it. Uh, we got Connor McCloud. He's found out that he's immortal from this guy Ramirez. That's Sean Connery, obviously, who's also an immortal. There's an evil immortal out there named the Kurgan or a Kurgan. He's a Kurgan. Or he's just a flat out. He's just flat out Kurgan. If you're nasty. Is some, Kurgan. <laughs> he's some,
0: he's some, some, some Kurgan. He's some Kurgan. That's some Kurgan. That's, that is some Kurgan. <laughs> is Charlotte's Web. Yes. <laughs> that's a fine
1: Kurgan. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So there's some kind of shit that goes on in a mortal world where, at some point in time, they're all drawn to a common place to fight until there's only one remaining. And they, that person will win the prize. Oh, it's just lazy. That's lazy. Yeah. There's a lot of quickening going on. That is, we gather when there's, whether I don't know if it's when you touch. It's their version of the force. When you tap into the force, essentially. Yeah. Uh, or you absorb someone else's quickening when, they, when you kill them. Yeah. It's, it's all unclear.
2: Sometimes it's just when you're running on the beach.
0: That's right, totally. When check you check out that deer, quickening. Oh, I'm gonna mind
1: meld with this deer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I feel the quickening. We are brothers. <laughs> we're, we're brothers. <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right uh, okay, Sean. cool, cool, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically, what's going on is now we're jumping around in time a little bit, but for the most part. I think, from here forward, we're in 1985, yeah. which is present day. We have um, some brief flashbacks
0: for comedic effect, but that's it.
1: Yeah. Uh, we saw Kurgan killed Ramirez, mm-hmm. who was like the sensei, the Shidoshi. To, uh,
0: <laughs> to, <laughs> He's my
1: Shidoshi. Shidoshi Ramirez. <laughs> the Shid- Shidoshi Ramirez, <laughs> the, the, the Egyptian.
0: Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? But um, we're in
1: 1985. McLeod is there. Kurgan is there. Mm -hmm. They're sort of playing a little game of cat and mouse. Uh, McLeod's somewhat suspected in like a murder that I guess he actually is guilty of. Yeah. Um, He definitely murdered the guy that's dead. He killed another immortal, chopped his head off, which is the only way you can kill an immortal. Um, He's sort of set up now a date with the forensics officer who she doesn't know that he knows that she's a cop. Right. Because he is reading up on all the latest books about metallurgy. And he read the book that she wrote about metallurgy and ancient swords. And that's that's mainly what she's interested in more than
0: him, though, is the swords. Do we get however how he found out her name? Because he calls her Brenda when he first meets her. So how did he know? know? Do we think that? My, my assumption is that <laughs> hey, he's such a nerd and just has been around for like just a voracious reader. He's just read everything? Is that maybe he'd already read her book and recognized, recognized her. her? It was like, holy shit, what are the odds? He's a that's
2: the impression yeah. that I've gotten like she's slumming it as a forensic scientist because she couldn't make it as like with her book about metallurgy of swords, which probably isn't really a New York times bestseller. Um,
0: no,
1: (laughs) except we're about to see she's living in the, pimpest apartment yeah. in the world. Second only to his. From, his apartment is yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's had his for centuries. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how she's paying for this, but we'll discuss. I think she's got family money, okay. personally. Some shit's going on. Yeah, that's true. Who else would uh, go to school and study metallurgy and
0: ancient swords? And then, and then be like, you know what? Never yeah. mind. I'll go be a forensic evidence person. Right. Uh, that's so, totally so, a yeah, trust Yeah, that's sort kid. of where we're at. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so McLeod, he's on his way
1: over to have dinner with Brenda and he's planning to basically ambush her. Yeah. Like a fucking total psychopath.
0: But And he, asked, we should also mention that he asked her to dinner by saying, can you cook? Can you cook? Can you make me dinner, woman? You better be wearing an apron <laughs> and nothing else.
1: It's about to get weird, folks. So,
0: so buckle up. Sh- sh- strap yourselves in. Yeah. Get your quickening ready. <laughs> Tickle your quickening. <laughs> so we open at Brenda's place. Where she's hiding loaded guns and recording devices in preparation for dinner with the Highlander. <laughs> it's already the makings of a huh? nice romantic evening. Yeah, The doorbell rings, and when she goes to answer, we see that she's got fucking swords all over the place.
1: It was like that that hall where they fought in the Matrix, the, uh, the second Matrix. Yeah. You know, just weaponry everywhere. Yeah. Some John Wick-type shit. Yeah.
2: Did you notice how, like, thick and broad those swords are? Like, they're unwieldy.
0: Yeah. They're cutlasses. I mean, it's like, it's. they're heavy. Those things yeah, was are like, heavy. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Saracen
1: swords? Or whatever, yeah, they're, like they're sword. Saracen because yeah.
0: most of them were curved blades, yeah. like scimitars and it's shit. Scimitar, yeah. So, yeah. So the doorbell rings, and when she goes to answer it, you know, we see she's got swords. She stops for a second to check herself out in a mirror, then opens the door. And she's Mc...
1: adorned in her finest pirate
0: wear. Yeah, it she's like. looking sort of like sailor sailor chic. odd. Anyway, yeah. McCloud um, greets her, and there's this long-ass pause. And then he's like, are we going to eat in the hall or should <laughs> I come in? He's like,
1: good evening. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, fucking, you made it weird already, Highlander. Well, Your like, voice is terrible. It's got that kind of element like vampires, like Dracula,
2: it's explained in that yeah, you lore have to that you have in. to invite them in. And so he's like standing oh, on the call. threshold, almost like a vampire, <laughs> not allowed to come in until she summons
1: him. It, would, that's how it felt like, are you going to invite me in? Would oh, this yes.
0: movie movie have been more or less interesting if... They were all the immortals were just vampires. Hell yes. I'd have been into it. Like Blade. If it was like Blade. Vampires fighting down to the
1: last vampire.
2: I'd watch a Highlander uh, Lost Boys crossover.
0: Yeah, exactly. Lost Boys. Fucking awesome movie. Damn, that movie kicks ass. Anyway. Way to go, Kiefer! Got some cool saxophone playing in Lost Boys. <laughs> Thou shalt not steal. Um, so she realizes that she's fawning over him for some reason. Yeah. We we never get like what the connection yeah. is. I don't know what she sees in him. They've literally spent three minutes of non like sword fight time around one another. Uh-huh. Um, so she asks, she's like, "Can I take your coat?" And he's like, "No, I'll keep wearing it. Thank you very much." <laughs> <laughs> Red flag That was fucking weird He's got, well, do you a, think he's the got katana's in plan. there? He knows what's up I thought that I thought that Until we see him Without it on He takes it I thought, it all I right thought that off. he had The katana on him But he was like No I'll, I'll just keep Wearing just, it He's
1: fucking They've Yeah they've had Five minutes of interaction And he has been creepy The entire 100% time.
0: Of the time Fucking nuts uh, She closes the door Starts walking down The hallway And he weirds Like where are you going Where are you going She just wa- Literally took Two steps past you <laughs> She is, she is walking did into you her wanna, own apartment. I, I was like, Where did, you he going? Wa- did he want a hug or something? I don't that's, know that's why. He's like, not going to hug me in greeting. Yeah. This creepy. was awful. This moment was awful no, to me. No woman would find this behavior attractive. I was, I was most aggrieved maybe by this interaction than anything else in the movie. Where are you going? Like, she, this it's, is it's her house. It's her
1: house. She's, she's walking, she's leading you into yeah. her
0: apartment. Oh, it's anyway, she (laughs) says, oh, I forgot to put on earrings and tells him to make a drink while he waits. So in her room, she asks her reflection if she knows what she's doing. Uh-huh. Do you know what you're doing?
1: There's also the weird moment where he noticed there was like a painting of a Scotsman on her wall hmm. that he yeah. sort of like <laughs> seemed like he got an off-screen erection. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I thought that saw, was oh, oh, a nice touch. Me. I
0: thought that was funny. She's yeah. into
1: Highlanders. She's into Highlanders.
0: Um, So out in the dining area, he sits down a gift that he's brought, puts a wrapped bottle on the table, then starts looking around kind of suspiciously. Like he immediately <laughs> thinks like, there's quickening all over the room <laughs> so he walks directly over to where she's hitting the gun Yes, because there's quickening there does, does having a read on someone's quickening make you aware of the shit they've done like is it is it i guess it's clairvoyance i don't know aware. how it works i just thought he was immediately just a fucking creep like yeah. he just goes through he's just going through her shit again not not aware of the extent because cause he walks right over like he finds the recording device and the gun like immediately. immediately. Yeah, like, he
2: doesn't even like, like there's three drawers where the gun is hidden and he pulls open the one where the gun is. So he he knows exactly what he's looking for.
1: Then like a fucking psychopath. He's like, I like your place, Brenda. As he's like going <laughs> yeah. through her shit. <laughs> it sounds
2: like, so ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Interesting view. <laughs> I, yeah, that's another thing. Is like her place is pretty damn put together. And it's she's amazing. Like, I'm, so, I'm so working on mm-hmm. it. What? Still needs work. I'm like, did is there a bathroom that needs remodeling that we didn't see? Maybe <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I still have some swords I haven't hung up yet. Yeah, they're not polished <laughs> quite yet. But yeah, McCod looks out the window and sees Walt staking the place out outside. Um, he, yeah, interesting view. And she doesn't quite hear him, so he walks right over to where she's hidden the tape recorder and shouts into the tape recorder, "Interesting view." <laughs> like, so while pouring drinks, he's. Are like, we supposed
1: to think that he's a cool guy? Yeah. As a viewer, are you supposed to be like, man, this guy's fucking cool. He's not creepy at all. Andrew, what do you think?
2: I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't ever get the vibe. Like, this, the romance story is a tack-on for me of, like, we got to eat up some screen time. Um, yep. And I hate it. I don't like the romance story. It does show him to be, like, a creepy, asocial weirdo um a hundred percent predatory he's
0: like fucking predatory i'm trying to think of someone that could have played this role during like if mel gibson had played this role it would have come off badass at this time in history just like a young looking guy who could have played younger but then also like these lines are supposed to read as funny all this behavior is supposed to be funny imagine fucking swayze oh my god yeah he probably could have done a killer Scottish would, accent, or, uh, too. Or
2: Brosnan, I think we brought up in one of the previous episodes. Yeah, Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan yeah, would have been good. I, mean, would been bad.
0: I feel like in
2: the mid to late 80s, Brosnan, you know, wet panties just by walking
0: by. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, he had the loint and steel. And it would, would have made sense. Gorgeous, yeah. Yep. So, anyway, uh, while pouring drinks, he asks what she does for a living. Mm-hmm. She lies and says she works in acquisitions for the Med. He says that explains her sword fetish. She comes out of the bedroom with her earrings on. They're giant. They're enormous They're, earrings. And he's like, "Those are n- nice. nice."
1: He says about her appearance was it exactly the same as it was before yeah. except she's got the earrings yeah. now. So nice. the,
0: they toast to nothing and she takes That a, was weird. A gulp. Shall we toast? Yes. And then and they then just no took toast. a sip. I think and I'm like, is that the sort of toast? Red, just gesturing. That's some
2: screenwriting? That's good.
0: So she takes a big gulp while he stops to smell the brandy, which he says was bottled in 1783. And she's like, wow, that's old. Uh, that's a fucking understatement. Yeah. 1783. years I old. I, I would be like, should we be drinking this? They, those yeah.
1: bottles exist and they're like tens or
0: hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. So he continues Seventeen eighty-three was a very good year. It's creepy.
2: It. It's creepy the way he sniffs that brandy too.
0: Yeah, it. it is, and nothing about him is not sinister. Sinister fucker. And so he's like Mozart. Is the Mozart wrote his great mass? <laughs> <laughs> the Montgolfier brothers went up in their first balloon. Eagle recognized the United States as independent. It's like all. Oh, uh, it's like why are you talking like a guy just got off Wikipedia? <laughs> he's got the voice of a cartoon <laughs> villain. <laughs> He, yes he does exactly nothing so as he's saying this his eye, he, he's got his eyes closed like he's reminiscing he takes a big swaller and she, <laughs> she asks what the present is she's like okay anyway would you bring me mm-hmm. would you bring me daddy and he says it's for you no shit it better <laughs> yeah, be yeah, I got yeah. another date after this can I open it <laughs> and he's like if you wanna so he she opens like. it, and it's a copy of her book. This dude
1: is, like, pleased as a motherfucker that his scheme is, like, unfolding just as he'd planned
0: he as well. Sh- he should like have at
2: this least is- waited until he got dinner.
0: Right. right. <laughs> he, <laughs> ate, he ate on the way over. He's like, I know this is not going to go my way. <laughs> he just way. knocked down some McDonald's in <laughs> the cab. <laughs> yeah, and She's like, cool, I didn't have one of these. Um, <laughs> so her whole demeanor changes, and she's like, you're a bastard, and asks where he found the book. He says... I have an extensive library. He <laughs> comes up, behind, he comes up behind her, and they continue their conversation to one another's reflections in the mirror. Which <laughs> normal. Thought, this is normal. this is an odd choice. It's a very normal date for the Highlander, you know, right?
1: So,
2: you know what I just realized while you were doing your impression is he's doing the exact same voice as Ren from Ren and Stimpy.
0: <laughs> he
1: sounds like a chihuahua. Stimpy, you idiot. <laughs>
0: he's <laughs> great mass 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 c minor so he says her bio oddly doesn't mention her working at the met but that it does say she's a forensics expert for the popo which oh, seems shit. an odd thing to include in your novel bio well i your- found myself
1: thinking could it would make more sense almost if she does work for the museum yeah. and yeah a cop yeah absolutely like, that
0: she's you know, yeah, the that museum, those two things time for the museum. It would seem more likely that she probably would have been, I don't know, a ballistics expert, but fine. Yeah. Metallurgy's is cool. Like ancient metallurgy. That's yeah. Whatever. Very valuable in police work, modern police work. Right.
1: Anyway, maybe it explains where the money
0: comes from. Or
1: like yeah. you said, just, she just got rich parents.
0: Yeah. I think she's grown up in like, um, in call me by, call me by your name. Like she, like, uh, she's, she, like was a, she was the child of She was the child of a wealthy, wealthy, um, uh, archaeologist. That could be. This is like her grandparents' apartment that yeah, they've owned probably. for like 50 years. And she's years like, oh, I'm still shit. fixing up the place because control. I moved in. Rent control. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Great mind. So he he asks if she's working with Frank and trying to set him up. And she's like, I don't work for Frank. So he's like, <laughs> why is Walt outside staking the joint out? And she's like, what are you going to do? And he turns the question back around on her asking if she's going to turn off the tape or try to shoot him with her, with her
1: 45. That gun was not a, 45. It's a 38 right? It was a 38. What? That's yeah. a weird yeah. that's thing. A police, to wrong. That's a police special. It was a little snub nose 38. That yeah. she had. That's just a weird detail
0: to have. Obviously wrong. Yeah. Um, so he makes to leave, but she stops him, saying that she's not looking for a killer, but she is looking for the sword that killed Fazil. Mm-hmm. He wants to know why she's so interested Why? What do you mean? You know why she's interested. She's a sword expert, guy. Yeah, you read her book, you dummy. you got a passion for ancient swords. And she said, that sword is not supposed to exist. She reiterates shit we've already heard, which is that that sword was made in 600 BC, that the blade had been folded 200 times, but then she says that they didn't start making swords like that until the Middle Ages and says that it'd be like finding a 747 a thousand years before the plane was invented. Which, that's kind of a cool analogy. Yeah. He shrugs her off and goes to leave again, but she stops him and says she wants answers. He basically tells her, you're selfish, and walks (laughs) out. I'm a man, what about my feelings? That
1: was what a weird thing to say on his part. I love her interest in the sword.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Like It makes sense why
2: she would be involved, but I feel like Again, as an avid listener of the podcast, y'all talk often about how they write out the romantic things for Schwarzenegger because he just can't make them happen. It would have been great if she had been like his sidekick and then they went on all sorts of Highland adventures together later on as, like,
1: and then you have I, a little, yeah, you absolutely. have the Sam Malone and Diane Chambers, like, will they or won't they? Yeah, thing you could do, but yeah, it should force it. It's just not really working
0: with yeah. these two, yeah, to, to be like they're star-crossed because we don't know how else to do this, and it like. There's I, been no chemistry, but they've been nothing but antagonistic yeah, to each haven't other. Yeah, they have been around one another for hardly at all. And so, yeah, this whole thing, but him being like, my feelings are hurt. That yeah. was a fucking weird thing to say. Like, he came over You're here. a 500-year-old
1: man. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Well, he came over here to ambush her. Yeah. Like, and now he's trying to be on the moral high ground. Yeah. Moral Highlander.
0: Ground. Oh, the Highlander
1: ground.
2: <laughs> Moral Highland.
0: Yeah. So, next shot, we see McLeod out in the dark, misty night, hearing Ramirez's voice saying, You must leave her, brother. Ramirez fucking cock blocking from beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah, Obi-Waning this it's bullshit. It's such a weird <laughs> shot. The, the
2: lighting is weird. His hair looks weird. There's so much fog.
1: Like,
0: his hair s- looks different in fucking every <laughs> single scene.
1: That. Was the What got me more than anything was that fog.
0: Yeah. It was thick. Yeah. It's supposed to be atmospheric, I guess. So we yeah. fade back to medieval Scotland at Heather's toppled tower while Freddy croons in the background. At this point, I'd forgotten that Queen was even Didn't part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, anyway, shocker. Heather's still alive. Yeah, Heather survived. I, I was shocked. Uh, so we get a little Scottish home life montage of she and McLeod surveying the wrecked tower from a cottage that we haven't seen to this point. So I, guess, I think it was
1: new. Yeah. After,
0: maybe after the castle yeah. toppled,
1: they built that shit. That setting was fucking incredible, it's, dude. Oh, it's, yeah. I it's looked amazing. that up. That was just more of Glencoe. Scotland yeah. I told you guys last episode, my, my, s- my
0: sisters and mom went there recently and my, my younger sister was like, yeah, it's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. So. Anyway, McCloud and Heather hug it out while the geese and coos do animal stuff. <laughs> then we see McCloud sharpening the family sword, grinning at Heather like an idiot while she chases the geese. How old is Heather again? She's, she's like, up there. why is she so simple? She's a though? simpleton. <laughs> she, she's like, and he's like, oh, simple. She's a simple child. At this that, point, though. at this point, he's aged normally. We have to remember, like he is. No, he's still 18. He's still supposed, he's supposed to, be to be 18. But, like, he's only been with Heather for probably, what, six, five, six it's years maybe, now? maybe been another five <laughs> years, so uh, 10 years max they've been together. Yeah. So... The next shot, they're outside during winter. And so we get like, we're supposed to gather that the passage of time is happening. Mm -hmm. Setting up the, yeah. uh, Because one day McCloud comes home from a ride and calls out Heather's name and she comes up carrying a lamb and we see she's gotten real old. old. Uh, Uh, She's old. That makeup is terrible. It was bad. It was rough, dude. Terrible. Big
1: queen crescendo, I think, at that moment as well. Like the song wrapped up.
0: And then, yeah, the next moment we see that Heather's now bedridden in her old age. She calls him husband. And, and he says, that's me. <laughs> stupid. That's so stupid. What we're
1: missing is the scene where she learns about McCloud's nature. Yeah. Because she has no knowledge she, that we've seen that he's an immortal.
0: So I, obviously she's fucking figured it out by now, one would think. So if, like, let's just say, like, if you're married to Paul Rudd, <laughs> it's, it, it's going to be, even from now, you could have been married to him for 20 years. And there's no real discernible difference between then and now. You're gonna be like, okay, yeah, yeah. he's not aged, um, and, so, and so then, but it's gonna come like when you're start, you're falling apart, and he still looks twelve. And it's like, oh shit, <laughs> what's going Some on? Some Benjamin Button shit, going yeah, exactly.
1: On. Like, I read somewhere that there's like deleted scenes where Ramirez had told, told Heather told about Heather, it.
0: That huh. would have been cool. No,
1: like it was. I mean, it might have been the very same scene, or some, or some other time when Highlander was away doing whatever the fuck it was he goes I mean, off to
0: do. Yeah, I mean, His secret family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It happened at some point, and she was like, "I'm, I'm cool with that."
1: Yeah, we're gonna um, be together forever. Can't put any
0: babies in you. Yeah, but and you're gonna watch me die. You get to rock my heart, body until your dying day. <laughs> that's <Heather>. right. <laughs> so. Um, and then she says as much. She says, I'll, I'll never know why you stayed with me. And he's like, I love you as much as when we first met. And she's like, me too. Yes. See, that's where, to me, it doesn't seem like this
1: is a damaging, toxic thing like no. Ramirez
0: had promised.
1: Right. You know, like this seems like he's enjoyed every think, bit of his uh, w- time but with I her. Think,
0: I think more than anything, he's like protecting McCloud because it's like that's. But like Andrew was saying earlier, that's bad heartbreak. Like you have a pet and you know, it's going to die and it doesn't make it any easier when it does. But, but here's the thing too, is like, if you love well, then what's it matter? Well, I think,
2: I think that for playing into it, like there's a reason why you hear so often about like married, like people who've been married for 50 years or whatever, one of them passes away and then the other one passes within days or weeks. Because like the heartbreak, like that's a lot like psychologically, like it doesn't do anything to you physically except that like you lose the will to live. And so like knowing that he can't die, like I think that that's uh, Ramirez trying to save him the pain of what a normal person might have decided was right enough to end living.
0: Yeah, I I'm with you 100 percent. She says she doesn't want to die, that she wants to stay with him forever. This scene was actually pretty good. And he's like, me too. She asks him to light a candle in remembrance on her birthday, and he says he will. Then she tells him, you know, I wish we could have procreated. And she's like, don't look at me and and just (laughs) look
1: at me yeah and and just let me die die in peace then she's like where where am i where are we get
0: this moment where she's like in the dementia i think she's like in the throes of dying and yeah like it would have made more sense if if we'd seen like her forgetting maybe a little bit but that's because she looks fucking like a pretty healthy human being but But she's she's a young human with old where are we and that got that she was probably senile at this point okay and he's like we're in the highlands where else you dumb bitch (laughs) That's the only place place you've ever been. Can you get anywhere else on horseback in a day? No, we stayed here. Anyway, (laughs) next we see Heather's died. McCloud's carrying her up a mountainside. Uh Then we cut and we see he set fire to the cottage and his family broadsword stuck in the ground in a statement, I guess. I don't know what that was about. I'm
1: moving on from Scotland. Can we talk about how corny that sword is? Yeah, the sword's not great. Like, I don't know that they had his name written on it. That's odd. On the know. hilt. Yeah. yeah it was, but it looked cheap. There was just something cheap about it. It looked flimsy. Yeah. Facts. Maybe the
2: McLeods weren't
1: yeah, a wealthy true. clan.
0: That's also true. <laughs> well, and they were wealthy enough to have a keep and they had a, a whole like, army castle. behind them. I don't know. But
1: who knows? He's, he, was at, he was ostracized. That's though, right. Like, many years ago. Maybe he took the the replacement sword, like dad's backup. He's just stuck his own little (laughs) McLeod label on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a a knockoff FUBU sword. (laughs) We we did see
2: him doing some, uh, some iron work earlier before he dunked his head in their drinking water. So maybe he put the McLeod on there himself. (laughs) And it just looks really rudimentary. Before he,
1: before he tainted if, their water, before they, he put lice in their what water. What if they
0: made him, they're like, you have to leave the family sword and he had to make his own family sword <laughs> and it was of poorer quality. He's a yeah. shitty blacksmith. Damn it. Yeah, he's he's a shitty, I like thinking about the highlighter being a shitty blacksmith. Yep. <laughs> shitty blacksmith sounds like a cool band name Ooh. too. <laughs> Two th- was it? 2000, 2,000 years of horrors and shitty blacksmith. <laughs> These are things we need to write down. Um, so anyway, yeah heather's dead we fade we pull up in central park 1985 a person is standing right in the middle of the bow bridge McCloud approaches from the right side of the shot and calls out to the person naming them castiger castiger castiger, castiger. yeah castiger. another great location yeah. the yeah. bridge there uh Castgear says it's good to see you again McCloud, and that it seems like they they last saw each other a hundred years ago yep. McCloud's like yeah it's been a hundred years That's why (laughs) so he's approached with his hand in his coat. Like he's got a sword or a gun or something, but he pulls his hand out in a joking manner and it's empty. Uh And I would not (laughs) be fucking around like that with people who are all sworn to kill each other. No,
1: it's all the friendly relationships are weird to me. Like would they throw down eventually? It's
2: the only excitement they have anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, but maybe Cassie was also trained by Ramirez. Like it would be cool if there had been like, relationships established yeah. ahead of time. Like if Ramirez had said, I've trained others like you and it's up to you guys to join forces, to stop the Kurgan. I know this could have, yeah, they like they, one line of dialogue would have fixed so much. I don't know. They Cast- could have had a lot less
1: love story and a lot more of the, of the good story story. Yeah.
2: Castigier redeems himself by reaching into his coat and pulling out a flask. Like that's the best part. To me. That, like, yeah.
0: that is awesome. Genius. A flask full of I was, boom immediate, boom, I was immediately <laughs> like Castigier is a kindred spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they laugh because even stupid shit's funny when you've been living on the edge for centuries. Uh, they embrace and start to catch up. Castigier offers a swig of the flask full of boom boom, whatever that is, probably homemade bathtub. Oh hell yeah! Hooch. What does it take to yeah. get an
2: immortal drunk? Probably a lot.
0: I don't oh know. yeah, that's a great point too. I mean, I would assume that so much seems like it happens on normal terms for these people. So I don't know, but we're we're about to see a hammered Highlander. You have to
2: drink so much quickening to get drunk. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> is that what Boom Boom is? Is What's like this liquid like quickening? liquid, liquid quickening.
2: quickening? Ooh, that's a good band name, also.
0: <laughs> it is. Yeah. So Cast gear lets us all know that apparently the gathering is happening soon, and that the times almost caught them. How does Cat? Did he receive a letter? Did the owl, the owl post come I guess and let he's him know? Drawn, that's what I'm wondering. If it got. They I would throw down. The,
1: they would throw down eventually, right? Yeah. If it was just those two left, they would fight.
0: Yeah. One would assume. I guess they have the, like the gentleman's agreement that when they have no no choice but to fight. If it came down to two Ramirez disciples, couldn't they just be like, "Let's go our separate ways"? Or is that the deal? Is like until you kill the last one, there are no more ones.
2: I yeah. I, I, I just no, don't understand no.
0: how it works. We yeah. we don't
2: have to figure it out though. It
0: yeah, that's true. Turn <laughs> out. That, that's not the job of this podcast. <laughs> We're not gonna figure it out tonight, my friends. We're gonna start a podcast to do that. Um so um Caskier says we should have a party, and McLeod's like, Fuck no, I remember the last rager you threw, the the year that Mozart wrote his Great Mass. Yeah, throwback to uh <laughs> 1783. Wow. Yeah, so we get another fade and pull up through some mist, jumped back in time. Caskier recalls it was the year McLeod had a drunken duel on Boston Common with a dude named Bassett. Bassett's second recommends going, man, you should go with a heavier blade, but Bassett won't hear of it. Knops for a rapier instead. McLeod's stumbling around and giggling and swiping at plants, which is awesome. <laughs> he played drunk pretty well. Yeah. I love this scene. The best. Like this. Yeah, this scene is great.
2: This is one of the moments that really make this movie for me of like what, how ridiculous your life would be. Were you immortal?
0: Like, but but also, doesn't it make you wish that this movie had doubled down on it and shown McCloud in more times, more spaces? Yeah, yeah like yeah. sort of like a Assassin's Creed, yes. like living all of these moments in time, or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for crying out sure, loud, like definitely more moments instead of being like we're going to jump back and show two distinct points in history, and that's it.
1: My feelings were that th- this is a very unusual scene. It feels out of place almost in the movie. Yeah, like it feels just like, in some ways, it feels pointless. Like. There's really no reason this doesn't further the main story at all, but it also demonstrates the kind of fun you could have with this premise. Yeah. You know, like maybe you needed to be leaning into more of just, or like sequels or how it would work as an episodic TV show, yeah. where it's like almost you can time like quantum because every episode he could be in a totally different era. Exactly. Doing a totally different battle or adventure. Yeah, Yeah, instead of...
0: Did the Highlander TV show did that, or did most of it happen? I think they were flashbacks to old times, but then you would end up fighting someone in modern times. All present-day adventures. Yeah, I frankly
2: don't know. I never really watched
0: it. I saw some episodes of it, but I... 'Cause the did he ride around on a fucking motorcycle a lot or was, no, I'm thinking about That was that. Renegade. I think
1: Renegade, yes, I that am. was a good show
0: too. Was it? Yeah. That, that would have been a good, good cross.
1: Antonio Sabato
0: Jr.? No, that was Adrian Paul. Oh no, uh, oh, oh, summon Lamas. Ah, uh, yes, a Lamas. Adrian, Adrian Paul
2: was uh Duncan McLeod. Was
0: Highlander. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, so McLeod's stumbling around gigging, swiping plants. Bassett second tells McLeod that Bassett's waiting, and McLeod's like, tell him I'm ready and falls down. His wig was like all, a this kilter. shit was so funny. Uh, he gets up and thinks that he's, he's gone blind because his wigs in his eyes. Bassett's like on guard, sir. And he swipes McLeod's blade. And then he just stabs him right through. Yeah. Bassett second runs up and tries to kiss him. in congratulations that was odd as they walk off. McLeod stands up. And it's like Bassett. Is that you? <laughs> Bassett second's second. Is like, you must've missed. And then, yeah. so Bassett grabs his sword again and stabs McCloud again. They turn to walk again. McCloud gets up again, laughing this time. And then this happens over and over, over and over again. And over and over. But, but it's funny. Yeah, it's, it is. It's clever. Well, wouldn't McCloud would be a bloody mess, right? Like, there's yeah, no blood. There should be blood all over him. Okay. Definitely should so be finally blood. McLeod, yeah. uh, So finally, McCloud, yeah. There will fi- be blood. There man. will be. My boy! I abandoned my I child! out my boy! <laughs> so finally, McCloud asks Bassett to stop stabbing him. and apologize. he's like, hey. I'm sorry for calling your wife a bloated warthog, but then he laughs, laughs because he still thinks it's a, pretty, it's a pretty sick burn. And so he he bids Bassett good day and walks off. But Bassett second runs up with pistols, like shoot him in the back, shoot him in the back. So Bassett weirdly shoots his own dude instead. That was
1: a weird. It was vicious and weird. It's so strange. He was so fed up with his uh, his manservant, his second. Yeah, here.
2: and this is that's apparently one of the scenes that they cut from the like American release that.
0: Yeah. That's not in the theatrical. Yeah. It's only t- in the director's should, cut, I guess because of budget and time constraints, but man, like go shoot some more funny scenes where McLeod is in different eras doing stuff based
1: yeah. every yeah. scene. He's, he's got a drinking problem. Yeah. Make it, well, make it show it. the, like <laughs>
2: the, the ridiculousness of life without like, Close human connections, or the yeah. like, stupidness of living forever. Because I don't, know. I don't know about y'all, but like like, Groundhog Day—it's like violent yeah. Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like that seems miserable. Living forever, living one life seems like plenty. That's I mean, maybe it's all yeah that we've got, but it's like it seems like you know it would drag. That's enough. You'd be bored.
0: So, <laughs> so we <laughs> jump back to 1985 <laughs> to a Kurgan City Motel. We get a long follow shot of him walking from the elevator to the lobby where the desk manager asks how he liked Candy. Candy is the the sex worker with whom we reckon, I thought that surely he'd killed her. Right. But she gets sent up to his room uh, earlier in the movie. And anyway. She said you were kinky. Candy, yeah, she's, Candy said you were kinky, and I'm shocked but glad she's alive. Yeah.
1: Over 6,000 years, like, he's probably done it all. You know what yeah, I mean? She's like, oh, we should,
0: like, he's got to get weird. He's got an appetite for for hours and days. That shot where Kurgan was walking through the hallway, you know, and mm-hmm. everything, that
1: was a fucking direct ripoff from Terminator. Yeah. Oh yeah. When he's uh Terminator's walking through the hallway of his CD motel and everyone's sort of ducking out of his way. So a Kurgan tells the guy
0: never speak to me. <laughs> Uh, he yeah, like throat like choke slammed yeah. him basically. Then he turns yeah like Wait, throws him back. Did dude the dude have like a massive herpes sore on his mouth. I think uh, that he's supposed to look like he's <laughs> been doing meth or something. A meth. He mouth. looks in okay. mouth. Okay. So he turns he looks around, looks the desk clerk who. He didn't mean anything by it. The guy was like, I, and then Kurgan walks over, grabs him by the throat, jerks him up, repeats that the clerk is to never speak to him again and asks if they understand each other and the clerk's like nodding vigorously and then Kurgan's like, good. <laughs> and pushes him backwards then Deskwork mutters that he. I hope you get your head chopped off. Which so odd thing to say. I don't know how the so, movie ends at this point, having never watched. <laughs> but I'd say there's a better than fifty percent chance that that happens. Is is the idea that the
1: whole city is like in the grips of of headhunter mania? I think so. because yeah. otherwise that line is just
0: like wow, that's a prescient thing yeah. to say. I think in the in the newspaper era, especially at this time when that's the way that people are getting their their news, and at the, you know six o'clock and eleven o'clock or whatever yeah. on a on a weeknight that yeah that people are like Hunter on like, the loose yeah exactly yeah so everyone's talking about son of sam or whatever so somewhere in the city a rando we've never met <laughs> played by rogue two from empire strikes back <laughs> i found them i found them repeat i found them is driving around in a trans am full of guns and i meet i'm like this is a vigilante. Just
2: riding loose on the seat.
0: Yeah.
1: It is way too late in the game for this shit. Yeah, like, to be right? bringing in a full new character. Who is this? That dude, and that dude, I feel like, is entirely, like, too common in 2022. Like, just yeah, a, dude, very... a dude with a lot of guns just looking for some
0: trouble. I, I'm looking to, I, I want to help. Like I'm the Casey Jones I'm a and Ninja Turtle. a good guy Turtles. with a gun. Yeah, so he's driving around an area where there's are sex shops and sex workers abound. They're standing on street corners, and that, of course, That's what I'm because he
1: went to like a, a, a like a seedy
0: neighborhood. I'm here to, to look kill people. for trouble. Yeah, yeah, to, well, to help people, to probably also receive a sad hand job. <laughs> well,
2: I think that he's supposed to be like uh, what are they called? The guys with the the red berets and the like black shirts
1: oh, angels something um, angels or um, guardian angels The guardian angels guardian in new angels, york city yeah. in like
2: the 80s that like quote took back the streets full of their nonsense but like yeah <laughs> it's it's early and then like he stumbles upon this sword fight and
0: Bruh, <laughs> what the fuck like cruising an alley's like oh shit here it is here's the sword sword i've been looking uh, for there's some people i could shoot and get yeah. away with yeah. slams on the brakes backs up grabs a weapon and says okay marine this is for real so (laughs) starts to creep up toward the deal so uh, like a real
2: experience that i had in new york city one time was that i was like just walking around we stopped at one of those ice cream trucks and got some ice cream and we're sitting in the park and then here come these two dudes that have full-blown swords and i think later on that we figured out that they were like fake lightsabers but they had a full-on sword fight in the middle of this park in new york city and we just sat there eating ice cream watching them
0: so I feel like New York is the most baffling place in the I world. I feel like
2: it's perfectly reasonable that two men in an alleyway in the middle of the night might be having a friendly sword fight.
1: In college, I was filming. I was helping another friend, Casey, mm-hmm. a friend of ours, film his student film, and we were filming in some park out in in like Gwinnett County, suburban Atlanta, right? Uh, and it had to do with guns, so like toy guns, but actors were like sort of chasing each other around with guns, and at some point, the like the police came. We're like, yeah. Some people called and said there were people running around with guns in the park, and it was like, this was a simpler time. It was probably, you know, early two thousands. Yeah, like it could nowadays, it's like down anyway. Police show up shooting first yeah. and asking questions yeah, later. But that's uh, up. But it is like, yeah. You see, I'm sure people who saw us were like alarmed
0: by what they were seeing. Thankfully, no, there was no. uh Level, Good guy with prevailed. a gun
1: to shoot us both dead. And that's
0: the thing. is like somebody's shown up and just been like unloading. Well, I thought they had a, I a probable cause. Motherfucker. Anyway, we don't get political on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Vigilante grabs a weapon, says, okay, Marine, this is for real. Starts to creep towards the duel. He rounds a fence and we see that it's Castagir and a Kurgan. <laughs> the Vigilante moves from cover to cover, egging himself on. He's like, come on, you got this. You got this. So in the duel, Castagir is... Totally on the defense of the entire time. Vigilante yells like, "What the hell is going on?" No one responds. Then all of a sudden, a Kurgan does a pirouette, chops off Castigier's head. Mm. Last poor Castigier. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Castigier. Like we literally have no idea who you
1: are or were. We hardly knew you. Like, wouldn't it have been Castagear? cool to have a
0: moment in, like, a back in time moment to, like, show. That was the he meeting? wasn't even he
1: wasn't even present at the duel on Boston Common which is a missed opportunity. Yeah. Like shouldn't he have been Highlander second? Part of the party. Yeah, that something? would have been cool. Something. Or party and you had to do a blow off off Victorian Hookers. No, that wasn't even Victorian. Was it? that was like way before Victorian. It could have been well, no, Yeah, it was Georgian it was before. Yeah.
0: yeah, probably Georgian. Yeah. So, but yeah, like miss lots of missed opportunities to really like flesh this like and things that probably could have been done in a few shots. Like of course. like a day of filming. Like get it done. Um, but if, if we know anything about Canon, th- that's a Herculean <laughs> ask. <Yeah>. So
2: <laughs> a day of filming is all you
0: get. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This whole movie was shot in six you hours. Got Connery for a week. <laughs> uh, the vigilante seen quite enough and unloads on a Kurgan. He empties the clip. Yes. There ought to have been many, many, many more bullet holes. Nah, I think he like, only hit there- him
2: six times. He's just bad at it.
0: How, how did he only, he was like shooting it essentially like just yards away, just spraying at him and only hit him like eight times. Yeah, the ubiquitous 80s Uzi, which yeah. I did love. Did you see
2: the t-shirt he's wearing?
0: Yes. Yeah, so well, I'm going to talk about the t-shirt in a second because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I want it And it's also topical. It's uh, No, it's fine. So the ruckus gets the attention of all the hookers and johns in the area who come around and vigilante dude makes his way toward uh, where a Kurgan's body should be, but isn't. He looks understandably worried and confused. He turns, but is of course immediately stabbed by a Kurgan. Kurgan pops up behind
1: him from where he should have been in plain
0: sight. Right, I right, guess, right, but- like right there. And this is Andrew, like you were just saying. This is the first clear shot of the dude shirt, which says, "Hey Moscow, up yours!" with a <laughs> with a line drawing or like a uh, like, like a, a graphic of Saint Basil's. Yeah, in crosshairs with a nuke headed towards it. Fuck, <laughs> that's grim. Yeah. We got listeners in Russia, which we love you guys.
1: Yeah. But we hope no. that there's peace, uh, peace in our time soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tell,
0: tell Putin to chill his shit out. Yeah. Nothing good. Just can go come ride your it. horses and take your shirts off. Yeah. And- go wrestle a bear. Ru- Russia, majestic nation. Centuries of history. Millennia. It doesn't need. Yeah, it does. This is unnecessary. Anyway, a Kurgan lifts the dude off the ground, slings his body <laughs> against a wall. Then we that get a, shit
1: happens way too much in movies where you like, you pick the guy up with your sword and you have him over your head. Like right. he would just slide down the blade. Well, I don't the think, blade's
0: sharp enough, but it's probably hitting bone and stuff. It's like uh, caught on his rib cage, probably. Uh, that's dark. So then we get a bit of business we haven't seen since the beginning of the movie, where the body of a vanquished immortal starts to glow and levitate. There's some lightning strikes. The Kurgan assumes the pos- the same position he did after <laughs> killing Ramirez where he's like holding his sword in front of him. And we gather that he's absorbing Castagear's life force. He's also making yes. massive O-Face. Like,
1: oh, uh, oh, uh, 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 The dude, they sort of like zone out during the quickening, it seems, which seems like they, that would be the Is ideal. Is the quickening
0: also uh, an event? It's yeah, not all, uh, not all, yeah. only a a substance, but also <laughs> an event? This would have been the ideal moment
1: for McLeod to pop out and lop dude's head off. I know, that
2: would have been been the strategy is have two of you go, one of you wait in the shadows while the first one fights.
0: But it also would have been a great parallel to them at the Boston Commons thing to like he was his second. So one Mm. shows up and then the second jumps out, but it didn't go off the way that they had hoped. Man, we should write movies. Yeah. Fuck, anyway.
1: Maybe they'll get the new Highlander right. The one that's supposed to be in the works. Is that happening? I hope so. With it the, has to. It's I so rich they, and
0: they can actually like flesh out the story. You could do it right. Yeah.
1: With real martial artists. I hope they change it to Netherlander.
0: (laughs) Nederlander. Ned Nederlander. It's Martin Short. (laughs) It's Ned Nederlander from from Three Amigos. (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, the vigilante and all the frightened sex people watch in fear and amazement. The absorption must be an especially potent one because we get some violent explosions from inside neighboring, from inside of neighboring buildings, uh-huh. and the sewers, the manholes. and all the sex shops. Everything's going up in flames.
1: There was that old couple that rolled up like yeah. fucking Midwestern mom, Paul Kettle. Like, what are they doing cruising yeah.
0: Prostitute yeah, Alley at know. this it's hour? Like, well, they're looking to get some 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 strange so <laughs> it, yeah Kurgan notices everyone watching so he picks up his sword runs toward the parked car where the couple's inside he, he slices open the roof of the car removes the old man in the driver's seat and climbs in the old lady for some reason makes no effort to escape which nah. I can only uh, attribute to shock I guess Kurgan looks over her smiles calls her mom, mom. and then barks at her like a dog <clears throat> uh, this freaks her out and she so. it, it still doesn't get her out of the car as they drive off She's screaming for Daddy. She's like, Daddy, help me, Daddy, over and over again. That's some very Ronald Reagan, Nancy Maybe Reagan it's like a,
2: a Mike Pence nonsense where they call each other mother and father.
0: <laughs> mother, mother. Mother. So the next thing we know, she's on the hood of the car and holding on for dear life. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to the hospital where Walt's telling Frank there's been another beheading, but no one's come forward as a witness. Mm. Frank says, that's yeah, it's New York for you. Yes. Uh, he then asks Walt about someone named... Uh, Matunas. Walt says the guy's a former Marine, non vet, survival fetishist. <laughs> the dude's CO, he said, was uh, paranoid, but mo- he's mostly an okay guy. That's some police were doing quick work. If they've already spoken to this guy's ex CO oh, from yeah. like
1: 10 years ago. They or just some called shit. him up. They're on the you ball. Know. Yeah, the Ring Marine. Who was his. Who is his commanding the officer? Marines,
0: I'd like to speak with him. The Marines yeah. information hotline runs 24-7. <laughs> 365. Get me
2: Lieutenant Dan. Get
1: okay. me Lieutenant Eckard. <laughs> Eckard, think about the future. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> this dude was like the original, though, like good guy with a gun. Oh, yeah. Like, like that bullshit fantasy, like survival nut. Those guys keep to themselves in the woods, right? They don't go fucking cruising through the rough neighborhoods Um, in New York with a car full of Uzis. Yeah.
0: So, (laughs) Frank and Walt uh, walk into an area where a patient is abed. It's the vigilante who somehow survived being impaled. Frank shows the guy, pick him a cloud. It's like, this is the guy, right? This is the guy who stabbed you, right? And the guy's like, "No." no. And Frank seems to be trying to bait vigilante guy and just, can you please just tell me like, that this on. is the guy? It
1: was dark in that alley.
0: And, and it's like, dude, that's like, some fucking police work yeah, at its finest. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Can you just can say you just this lie? is the guy? Just lie. Uh, this is going to be a lot of paperwork if you don't, but the guy says, no, I would not forget the face of the man who's trying to kill me. And he had a scar across his neck and his raised voice gets the attention of like all the fucking patients on this hospital wing. This news doesn't sit well with Frank. The dude asks, He's like, hey, are you depressed? And Frank's like, yeah. And the guy says, well, you don't know shit about de- being depressed because even with a truck full of weaponry, I couldn't protect myself. I
1: feel like that should be the moral of the story. Yeah. yeah. Just like, like maybe
0: you don't need all those fucking guns. Yeah. Just like
2: all the supposed good guys with a gun. He was of no use.
0: You're right. So he tells Frank he pumped the guy full of lead and somehow, somehow the guy still got up. Frank tells the guy to calm down and it's like, could you work with a sketch artist, come up with a composite? As Frank leaves, the vigilante stops him and tells him what happened with Castigere's body and the lightning and explosions. So we don't hear any of that. It was weird the way they did it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Frank's like, Frank and Walt are like, right. Uh. So walking down the hall, Frank tells Walt to keep the talk about the sword fights and going bodies under wraps. Cut to someone else reading a New York Post announcing yet another decapitation. <laughs> was it the dude at the hot dog cart? Yes, yeah, the hot dog vendor who asks Frank and Walt if they've read the paper saying he's throwing words out, out there like incompetent. Yeah, what does incompetent mean? Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So cut that to was a, funny. Cut to a library or some such where Brenda's doing some digging on Nash. I thought it must have been the Hall of Records. Yeah. When I, I tried to pause it and it had like... The Gotham Hall of Records. The different
1: shelves had different, you know, like Bronx... Uh, Brooklyn, whatever, on it. That's a beautiful library, though. It's gorgeous. gorgeous. It's awesome. I don't think they'd have records on the shit that was going down in
0: Syracuse, though, which I, is what she know. finds. Like, st- unless it's they have a, a state, state archive? archive? Maybe. But then they would have to, like, it. I mean, pre-internet, like, you had to, to
2: print all that shit out, so maybe there's multiple copies all over the yeah. state in, like, certain strategic hubs. Yeah,
0: Can you imagine how long information gathering took at this time. Well, we're about to see some warp speed information gathering. It doesn't happen like this. That's for damn sure. So, um, yeah, she finds a birth certificate dated October 1945. We cut to her showing the certificate to a doctor who he says he remembers delivering the baby, but it was unusual at the time because the mother was unwed. Used to be a stoning offense, he jokes. And lets out a big laugh. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> we used to kill bitches. He looks
2: like he's just come off of the country club golf course from Caddyshack, too. Right? He's wearing like plaid yeah. pants.
1: He had a golf bag sitting there so it's, in the office. It's very summer on the Cape. He um, was very dismissive also just talking about this case in yeah. which he lost patience. Statute of limitations. You really fucked this one up, Doc.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking. So he says the mother had the baby but didn't survive, and the baby died too. This flummoxes Brenda. We know this because of the creepy music. So we cut to her office the next day. A coworker tells her he spent the whole night going through deeds to Nash's property in Chelsea, back through five previous owners, including the original owner, a guy named Montague, back in 1796. He did all this in just one night? Oh, yeah. With no internet. With the most comprehensive comprehensive and easy-to-navigate database in the Ooh, world yeah. full, of, at the time. full of
1: digital signatures.
0: What? Yeah, this holy shit. This dude figured this shit
1: out overnight. That man like should... Like, not even during business hours, like, when you could maybe go to a place and access He these would records. later go on to create Google. Yeah. And what the fuck does this have to do with forensics? Like... Your coworker calls you. Can you look at all the property deeds for the last 500 years at this address? Like, and he's what does like, this have to do with he's, forensics? He's like, so Brenda? no blood
0: samples or anything? Yeah. So anyway, in all five cases, he found a death certificate for a kid with the same name who died at birth years before he pretended to sign for his inheritance. So the syntax of that sentence is bad, but we all get it. close <laughs> <Like, laughs> enough. Um, so then he says, just in case there was any doubt. He's somehow gotten a hold of and digitized <laughs> five signatures over the course of 200 and some years. He's got handwriting on analyzing his software old ass fucking computer running which, off a floppy disc, yeah, which all match Russell Nash's slash McLeod's handwriting. Y'all p- I don't even pause think it
2: to look at any of the names that he's used over the years. No.
0: Um, Other than Montague. Was Adrian there.
2: Montague, my favorite yeah. Jacques Lefebvre. L-E-F-E-B-E-E-F. You are not the beef. You are not the level <laughs> beef. Um Alfred Nicholson and then his most recent before Russell Nass, Rupert Wallingford.
0: Fuck. These these also like. Bad auto-generated. Yeah, names. they're pretty terrible. How did any of this
1: happen? I don't know. That I don't even think handwriting analysis like science isn't even an exact.
2: No, it's been dismissed. But it's not. It's. It but is.
1: I feel like it's someone's just eye. Uh, in in the 80s, I feel like it was someone eyeballing it.
0: Yeah, for for this technology, for like people watching this movie are like, holy shit, this is real advanced space Ooh, age shit. Enhance. <laughs> enhance. Yes. Oh, can you zoom? Oh, enhance. Can you? Hey, pause it. Clear, enhance this image.
2: (laughs) Pivot the photo ninety degrees.
0: Oh my God! (laughs) This part threw me. The tech tells Brenda, "What we must be dealing with is a guy who's been creeping around (laughs) since at least seventeen (laughs) hundred, pretending to croak every once in a while, who leaves all his goods to kids who've been dead for years, and then assumes the identities." That's the conclusion. It turned into an episode of the X Files. That's the this guy. But the fact that this dude's like. Yeah, that's the only logical yeah, explanation. I'm all in on It, this. Seems,
2: it <laughs> seems so much easier to just not make, you know, like put the property or whatever you own in the name of a trust and then never talk to anyone ever.
0: Yes. Well, Ramirez didn't teach McLeod banking or inheritance <laughs> law. All he taught it was sword fighting and breathing underwater. <laughs> he didn't have enough so time. So we have to go with what, you know, with what we've We're got. We're he, he was getting around to financial ne- <laughs> and, and estate decisions. Before he got his head lopped off.
2: The next class was going to be immortal microeconomics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Brenda's like, this is impossible. Mm. Uh, yeah no shit, no shit. <laughs> so cut to some time later the front page of the new edition of the New York Post has a sketch of the alleged killer with the headline have you seen this man and it does not look like the no, Kurgan no it's terrible it didn't look like Kurgan at all It there does no likeness it does look like legendary 20th century opera singer George London yes but obviously not
2: it kind of looks like Tom Hardy if Tom Hardy was like drawn in a police sketch from his like Indecipherable revenant character.
0: Is like, could could you understand a word he said? No. Tom Hardy. Then you look like John Bernthal. Yeah, yeah. He's like, didn't look like anyone.
1: But yeah, the city is in the grips of headhunter panic. Yeah. That's that's what we're getting from this. Yeah, they're all looking for the wrong guy apparently because yeah. this. Dude doesn't look like anybody we've seen so far in this it's movie. Not. Yeah, They're going to gain no
0: ground with that with that sketch in the paper. Oh, man. We've done it. What's going to happen? <laughs> Who know. fucking knows? Some weird shit. The quickening at the gathering is uh, going to happen. All we know is it's going to happen soon in the city of New York. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> do you want to know what happens next? Andrew, do you know what happens next? I do. Okay. All right. So if you guys want to meet back with us in a week's time with our friend Andrew, tune in. Don't miss it. We'll be back.